I'm glad for all of you that swam in tonight. You know, you're hearing speculation about, you know, as far as how much rain we're going to be getting. Uh, I hope we do get some good rain. I just praise God that I hear that California is finally building another reservoir. I don't know what all that entails and such, except that, you know, praise God is coming. So we'll see. I, uh, I know sometimes th there, there are things when it comes to politicians, uh, decisions that are made that want to tear our hair out. On the other hand, can you imagine having a job where half the people are upset with you no matter what you do? You know, it's just, it's there. So anyway, um, this, what we are going through, have been some things that I have meditated on over the years. And I'd like for you to take your Bibles one more time and turn to the book of Mark, Mark chapter 9. And uh, my concern, like I've mentioned before, my concern is for people and how they respond, yes, in the local church, but, uh, you know, as I've alluded to, getting older, and we do have some people older than me in this room, uh, you, you do begin to think of eternal things. When we were talking yesterday to Jim Pratt, I, I mean, this, this is it. You know, he's, he's waiting, he's, you know, just, you know, Lord, whatever happens. But, uh, you know, it's just, it's fascinating to think about. There are situations, there are commands, there are stories, there are, you know, so much that one day are going to be an incredible reality. And I'm thinking, I am right here right now, and one day I'm going to give an account of right now to the God of the universe. Praise God, I know my sins are taken care of. But in order to do that, in, in, in order to, uh, you know, work that out, um, my faith needs to be firm, as you'll see. It's not going to be super comprehensive, but it is enough. I believe it. It's enough that stirred me. So I hope and pray that it is a blessing. So let's once again get into help thou mine unbelief. And let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray that indeed now that you would guide our hearts. Lord, give us clarity of thought. Lord, I pray that you would guide my voice, my mind, my heart, and this, there might be something that you desire to add. Lord, I am so thankful for these folks. One day, indeed, we are going to be in eternity, and we will reflect on these times, quite possibly. Lord, I pray that you would be pleased with our response tonight. I pray in Christ's name. Amen. So once again, the story of the father 
who has a need. And again, we're going to be going to that story and gleaning from it more. But just to be reminded, verse 24, Mark 9, and straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help thou mine unbelief. Now seriously, how many of us, there's been times where we went to the Lord and it might not have been obviously the same kind of situation here, but we're praying, Lord, help, help my unbelief. And course, we've all grown in the Lord, and I don't know where all of us exactly are. The Lord knows that. So in meditating on this this week, I thought, you know, here's a, here's a good approach that's speaking to me, and if it speaks to you, praise God. We need to reflect on, we need to come to the Lord and, and recognize that when it comes to our believing in prayer, we need to pray believing, we need to obey believing, and await believing that we do that. And I know we've got faith. Well, I, I understand. We're, we're, we're going to get into it. There's more to it, but these are the three areas. And then there's going to be more next Sunday morning. Lord willing, we're going to be getting through here tonight what I wanted to get to this morning, but we did not. So you're in Mark 9, go one page over and go to Mark chapter 11. And again, a familiar passage. So we need to pray believing. Now, wait a minute. This is not going to be super comprehensive. I thought of one situation. And again, it's familiar, but if it'll, if it'll make, help you reflect, like it did me. Mark chapter 11, verse 22. A familiar passage, Jesus answering, saith unto them, they've been talking about the tree that was withered, have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. Now, that is the kind of way I want to approach the Lord knowing I am coming in what the scripture speaks of. Now, we could have a conversation quite possibly about this. If you'd like to afterwards down the road, no problem. But I got to meditating on this and, and I remember, you know, Brother Tozer, what he spoke of. And he and I spoke later on. And in fact, I think maybe he even talked about this in his, in his uh, message. There have been some things that I have really missed in the Sermon on the Mount. And I've thought, you know, boy, maybe it'd be worth it to go back and, and look at that again comprehensively. But in one place in Matthew 6, and you know it, the Lord said to those that were listening, 
After this manner, therefore, pray ye. Now, this is the pattern, the general pattern. He says, this is how we pray. This is how we approach God. And I got to thinking about this, and I'm not going to go into our, our conversation, but Rich and I got to talking about this. I said, you know, I remember, you know, hearing, and, and, and I've approached it with several things that I've gone through as far as Bible study. The law of first mention, when you first hear something mentioned, it sets the tone for that which follows. So whether or not you agree that this sets the tone, I think at least it speaks to broadly our praying. The, the disciples, excuse me, the Lord said to the disciples, this is how you pray. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed my name. And then in verse 10, he says this, first of all, thy kingdom come. Now, immediately, the focus is not what I'm seeking to build here on earth. It's what the Lord is doing. That is to be our mindset. Now that we've trusted Christ, we're here, and it's his work. It's not only the work, though, it's the will. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. When, when uh, Rich and I were talking about it, he says, can you imagine? You're up in heaven and you're watching the angels and the Lord says something and bam, that's it. I mean, those angels are moving. Now, stop and think. The Lord is saying, the same thing that takes place in, in heaven. I want that here on earth. This is how we pray. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And so in reflecting on this, and I believe I've got a good illustration on this. In reflecting on this, I, think, I, I got to thinking, you know, day by day, as I come in prayer, am I thinking more about my will or his will? Now, there's so much more that we can say, so much that we have said before, and you all have said, Roger, you know, uh, Mike, you know, there, there's study that has taken place. You've read the scriptures yourself. Maybe you've studied it out. But this is the one thing I thought, when it comes to pray believing, if there's one thing I would like to urge on this, is this, when we, when we trust Christ and we surrender our will, our wanter, our wanter, as I heard somebody say one time, we called it, our wanter changes. We're coming to the prayer closet, not treating the Lord like a candy machine. You put in a dollar and out comes a dollar's worth of candy. It's not that. It's, Lord, I'm here because I am seeking the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Now, now we come with our desires. And again, we're, we're going to be going back to this, to, to the Father in Mark 9. But right now, let's just... Let's just think about this. When we are saved, 
and we're growing, the mind is renewed. The life, the heart is set on God's course. And the greatest cry of the heart is, Lord, I want your will done. Now, we might be thinking, I'm thinking right now in just saying this, I'm thinking about loved ones I want to see saved. I want to see right with God. I want to see Christ in them. I'm thinking about my own self. Lord, thy will be done. And it's his desire. There's a lot, <laughs> there's a lot, sadly, I think there's been times that I've prayed for something, and yet I'm not remembering Psalm 66. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. I read that not too long ago. Psalm 66, 18, and I thought, oh boy. Um, what am I holding on to? Now, we're not talking about some wretched way out sin, but you know, if I'm living according to my will, I've just kind of floated back into it. My desire is that I, I'm, by God's grace, I want, to be, I, I want to be tender to that. I want to pray believing rightly. That's how I want to pray. Hudson Taylor is one of my favorite people to read on. I, I, I tell you, just... I remember when I was a teenager, uh, I, I read the life of Adoniram Judson. And I, that particular one, I, I mean, I cried through so much of it, what he went through. But Hudson Taylor was the same thing. And then the pastor that my wife and I had, when, when we were married, uh, the pastor, John Mincy, over in the East Bay, he gave me the book, Hudson Taylor's Spiritual Secret. I don't know if any of you have ever read that. But did you read it? it I'm, I'm telling you, I, I've got quotes from that in my notes, in my, in my prayer journal. I love reading those. When Hudson Taylor was sailing to China to begin his missionary work, his ship was in great danger. The wind had died, and the current was carrying them towards sunken reefs which were close to islands <clears throat> inhabited by hungry people known as cannibals. So close, they could see them building fires on the shore, getting ready for the barbecue. Everything they tried, everything they tried was to no avail. In his journal, Taylor, <clears throat> Taylor <clears throat> recorded what happened next. These are his words. The captain said to me, well, we've done everything that can be done. A thought occurred to me, and I replied, no, there, there's one thing that we haven't done. Four of us on board are Christians. Let us each retire to his own cabin and in agreed prayer ask the Lord to give us immediately a breeze. Now, if you've read the story of Hudson Taylor, you know that he believed God has called me to China. 
I'm going. Nothing's going to get in the way. Taylor prayed briefly and then, certain that the answer was coming, went up on the deck and asked the first officer to let down the sails. What would be the good of that, he answered roughly. I told him we had been asking a wind from God, that it was coming immediately. Within minutes, the wind began to blow, and it carried them safely away from the islands and away from the reefs. And this is what Taylor wrote. Thus, God encouraged me ere landing on China's shores to bring every variety of need to him in prayer and to expect that he would honor the name of the Lord Jesus and give the help each emergency required. You know, I got to thinking local church. Local church, a, a, a local church is not just a place to come and sit and listen. This is where we minister. This is where we minister out of. Now, if there was ever a time that we're looking at the potential for difficulty, it's now because, again, things are, times are, the times are changing and so is the place. But God has still called us because we're still here. I desire to pray according to his will, knowing that he will hear my prayer and meet my needs. Hudson Taylor found that to be true. And honestly, some of us here in time past, we've found the same thing. I naturally am a worrier. I naturally, look, I'm excited about going to India. I'm not excited about getting there. I'm excited about getting home, but I'm not excited about flying through Dubai, beautiful airplane, got a big airplane, A380. My soul, the thing's got five stories in it. You know, it's, it's amazing, big, big airplane. But then coming into Mumbai, okay, what are you doing here? I just want to see the sights. Well, the Lord will take care of that. And besides, what I'll do is I'll get an email from Mike Kelly and find out what he said to get him in, and then we've got it okay. Number two, and please would you turn to, once again, a familiar passage, would you go to Hebrews 11? This is what I did. I, I, I took an approach to this, studying a couple of guys. There are several guys <clears throat> that I really enjoy reading. This is obey believing. Obey believing. The singular point when it comes to pray believing, hey, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. May that be the hallmark of our prayers from now on. But now we come to this place, Hebrews 11. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Now in obey believing, 
This is the belief chapter. Faith, trust, and believe in our King James Bible all uh, translate those three words from that one Greek word, pistis, verb form, pistuo, to place your reliance upon, have confidence in. In faith, what we see, or belief, what we see here is obedience. Watch this. Watch this. Look at verse 3. By faith, or believing, we comprehend. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. So what's the, what's the obedience here? We're believing the word of God. We're not believing science, falsely so-called. Look at verse 4. By faith, believing, we worship. Worship is an act. It is not just something that we look at. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained a witness that he was righteous. Why? Because he did something by faith, properly believing God, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead, yet speaketh. Here is another place of obedience. Verse 5. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. So here it was simply this. By faith or by believing, we walk. In other words, walk. We, we, this, this is our manner of life. How is it done? By grit? No, by believing. I'm believing God. This is, this is how we obey. Believe, and, and, the, and the point I'm trying to make is this, that in all these areas, and I'm going to give you some more, but in all these areas, we've got to ask ourselves, truly, what are we trusting? Got to looking at something in our retirement how many of you, your retirement, if you've got anything in the bank, it's, well, in, you know, it's in, invested, it went down a little bit. Yeah, just, just a little bit. So what we're going to do is we've got six acres of land. We're going to build all kinds of little Quonset huts around here, and God is good. No, look, look, at, verse, look at verse 7. Now, you know, again, it's interesting. There's, there's places, there's situations that we see in the Bible um, and, and, you, and you realize, if I sit on this and I just kind of meditate on this account, my soul, that took a lot of faith. Do I have that kind of faith? That, that, that's for later on. Look at verse 7. By faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear. Now understand, things not seen as yet, moved with fear, fearing God, prepared an ark to the saving of his house. Oh, by the way, by the which he condemned the world. While he's doing this, people around him understand that he's building it, basically telling them this world is under judgment. If you want to join us, you're welcome to come in. But guess what? If you're out, you're, you're out. So by faith, by believing, 
We witness. We tell who we are and who we're trusting. Look at verse 8. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. So he believed and he acted on that. And he went out not knowing whither he went. And that wasn't a guy that wasn't asking, getting directions from his wife. And so that's why he didn't know where he's going. God hadn't told him. He just, he said, Abraham, go, go. In Romans 4, we wind up hearing about some of that. He, Abraham, staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. That has to do with his son, with so much of this right here, the journey. Man, these people moved on faith. Look at this. By faith or believing, we sacrifice. Speaking of Abraham, look at verse 17. By faith, Abraham, when he was tried offered up Isaac. Now, that was an incredible amount of faith. But we're given, we're given these accounts because the Lord is taking us across and showing us what, you know, we've called it before the Faith Hall of Fame. We know about faith. We know about believing God. We know about trusting God. But God is trying to show us this is how deep, this is the depth, the breadth that faith can get to. And I mean, I'm convicted of whom, verse 18, of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called, accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from whence also he received him in a figure. Yesterday, our daughter Heather was here and she had uh, most of, she, no, not all of the kids. Yeah, all the kids. Heather had all the kids, including Caven, who is now, oh, mercy. And he has surrendered to preach. Well, you know something, you get to thinking about the, you know, that, that and it's like, Oh, my soul, Lord help him. I mean, it's, it's bad that my son was here. And uh, at age 40, 40. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's like, you know, Lord help him. I, I, I remember, you know, when, when, he was, when he was a kid, kid, he was in college. Oh, don't tell him I said that. <clears throat> but they, they've planted this church in Mojave, and there's a particular situation they've got to take care of, and it's like, I'd, I'd be concerned if I had to take care of it. But they know, the college is telling them, you've got to take care of this situation. It's, it's kind of a branch, it's you know a church plant. And so Michael got a hold of one of his college helpers, uh, that was working with him in the ministry there. Michael, my soul, he's going to college and he's pastoring this church. And he went over to pick this guy up and he says, well, you ready to grow up a little bit? Because they had to confront somebody about sin. That's not easy. It's, it's just not. I'm looking forward, honestly, aren't you looking forward to a place where there's no sin? There's, there's no need 
for nurses. There's no need for preachers. There's no sin. God is there. Praise God. We, you know, that's it. That's it. Looking forward to it. By faith, we substantiate or we demonstrate. Look at verse 20. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. Stop and think how the Lord guided each of these men. Even in, There's not much that might be mission, mentioned like Isaac, but the point is there were strategic times where by faith they had to act and even maybe not knowing, not realizing the depth of what this meant, they acted by faith. They trusted God. By faith, Jacob, look at verse 21. By faith, we select. By belief. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, when he was a dying, blessed both the sons of Joseph and worshiped, leaning upon the top of his staff. Again, key times when belief in the direction of God was required. Now look, I know the people that are here right now, you are convinced in the importance of the local church. That we understand because of what Christ said. Upon these things, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. But there are those, even in Bible-preaching churches, that have a different view of what it means to be in a local fellowship. I'm personally convinced that because God's hand of blessing is pulling away, and you might see it differently, I understand that, pulling away from America, Satan and his minions are having more of a heyday here in this nation and especially trying to cloud, trying to change, whatever you want to call it, the view of people in their relationships. And I'm thinking specifically relationships concerning their brothers and sisters in Christ and their relationship when it comes to the local fellowship. What are they looking for? I know there are, there are people that are truly looking for the work of God. Again, Rich Tozier and I were talking about this, and we talked about the situation in a couple of colleges, one of them not even a Christian college, that we have heard of recently where there was a movement in the student body where they are looking for things about the Lord. Now, they might not be looking the way we would say. We would give them different direction. But I like what Brother Tozer told me. He says, you know, really, it shows us this. There are young people out there, they're hungry. They want to know God. They, they, and, and, and they're not always listening to the right place, which makes a ripe situation for Satan but, you know, to be able to tell people. That's why I, I started buying these T-shirts that I could wear when I'm out riding bike. When, when Annabelle was out, 
Listen, for 15 bucks, you can get a really nice t-shirt from Amazon. Big letters, Jesus saves. Unashamed. You can get them. You know, and, and going by, and praise God, you know, I've had people that have gone, you know, like this, and praise God for that. And then others, they just walk away while I'm trying to, what's your, you know, what's your opinion of it all? Let's continue. This, this is fascinating. By faith or belief, think about this man and everything that he went through. By belief, we see beyond. Look at verse 22. By faith, Joseph, when he died, made mention of the departing of the children of Israel and gave commandment concerning his bones. This is important for us to know the signs of the times, not that we're, not that we're prophesying, but we are foretelling and seeing with things coming along. I'm telling you, I'm looking around at what is going on and I'm thinking, you know what? Maybe this just isn't another little bump in the road when it comes to the Jews and the Arabs. Maybe this really is a major situation setting up things for a change that's going to come. Now, I'm neither a prophet nor the son of a prophet. But it's fascinating. Be prayerful and be intent in watching. Look at verse 24. By faith we stand, by belief, by trusting God. Verse 24, by faith Moses. When he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Hey, that's a big thing. He had hit, he was, he was sitting good. He could have shut up, grown up, and had it all. He didn't. He didn't. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. For a season excuse me. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. Now that is interesting. By faith... We can look to Christ by believing in the, in the faith. What we have, we can look to Christ and look around and like Moses go, you know what? It doesn't matter anymore. It, it's mattering less and less. I, 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 tease about, I tease about some things. You know, Carrie and I have gone you know, back and forth on this. Carrie... I'm just praying one day he'll get saved. I really do. You know, any guy that goes out and gets a truck like that and won't let the preacher drive it. I mean, you know, come on. No, no, seriously. Can I, can I tell on you? Okay. So we're out, we're out on vacation. We're out on vacation. And I get the picture of a beautiful, beautiful Dodge truck. And Carrie says, can I take this to heaven? And I'm wondering, did Sheila get Carrie's medication mixed up? What in the world is he saying? Well, he bought it. And so then what happens? You know, my son drives down this weekend, and it's got 250,000 miles on it, but it's running strong. He's got the identical truck I wanted to buy years ago. I love him. You know what? I've discovered this. I got the last truck I'm going to have. 
and I tease about this, and it's just, you know, because the truth is, it doesn't matter as much anymore. You know, besides my... <laughs> Bob Valier is out driving my truck around for the next week anyway, so it doesn't matter. But, but the point is, is, you know, as you pray about these things and you look, it's like, Lord, it, it's, it's you. It's, it's not the things that are found in Thessalonica. It's not what's found in Egypt. And in all seriousness, this is why it's like, Lord, search my heart. Once again, seriously, like David, see if there be any wicked way in me. Lord, if there's the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life there, Lord, I don't need it right now because right now you need your people seeking you earnestly. Um, our, um, our daughter, Heather, their pastor is in the Philippines right now. And this, this, uh, this uh, Filipino pastor they've been working with, he has started several churches and he shot some pictures. Here are the, these young people, young people, college kids. And, uh, and I'm not sure exactly where they're at, but in a bus, they're taken off. They're gonna be handing out. They have gathered thousands of dollars worth of clothes, food, uh, medicine, and they're gonna be dispersing it to these different areas and giving the gospel out and preaching at the same time. That's what these young people are doing. When we're in India, we're going to be seeing young people that are going to be leaving in just a few days and going back to a place where they're trying to kill them. And they want to hear this guy speaking at the graduation? You know, it's like, but here's this. Listen to this. And when it comes to belief, this brings us to succeed. Look at verse 30. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days. God gave them the land. They went, they obeyed, pow, down it came. In trusting God in belief, this is how we succeed. Not for our glory, but for his. Now, this is the challenge. You know, I can say it. Maybe you can say it. We'd say, hey, no problem. I have faith in God. I believe, you know, after all, doesn't every Christian? Then you get to meditating. <laughs> and I get to thinking, okay, Rogers, how was your faith the last time you had a major storm in your life. Christ came to the disciples, or he, he turned to the disciples and said, where's your faith? He calmed the storm. He rebuked the winds. We're not exactly used to that, but he's got the power to do it. Okay, Rogers, when's the last time you fed 5,000? Look, I praise God for the party yesterday. I really do. But it's humbling because I'm hearing people that are saying, I, you know, <clears throat> I praise God for the work that you do. 
the work that I do can't be done by me. It's, it's not Mike Rogers. And, and the thing is, we're all there. There's not a person in this room that if you walked away, you, it, it, it wouldn't affect others. It would. Because we know that when there are those that have walked away, it's a heartbreak. It really is. So here we are. Are we there trusting God to feed 5,000? How deep is our faith? Here's, here's something else. Now, we tease him about this. But, hey, Rogers, and, and to me, this was, this, this was rough. How did you do the last time the Lord asked you to walk on water? In other words, he asked you to do the impossible in that way. Now think about it. I've already told you that there have been times when I ever so subtly said to the Lord, no, I can't do it. I didn't come right out and say it, but I acted it out. Lord, I can't do it even with your help. And I've paid a price for that. And I believe the church has paid a price for that as well. So here we are, and it's like, you know, by faith we stand, by belief, trusting the Lord. Okay, am I willing to put life on the line and say, you know what, Lord? When something comes along now, my first response is going to be, yes, Lord. It's not going to be, are you sure, Lord? It's not going to be, can I really do it, Lord? It's going to be, yes, Lord. Now, we've heard, I don't know how many of you grew up in a youth group where you're hearing good preaching and stuff. We used to hear preaching like that. And it gets emotional sometimes. It's, you know, all the Jesus I surrender and we come forward and stuff. We had no idea the depth of what would be asked by our God. But here we are. Go to Titus chapter 2. Again, this is a passage that we've already been to. Look at verse 11. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts we should live soberly, righteously, godly in this present world. And listen to this, looking for that blessed hope. Now, we've got people that believe the Lord's going to be coming at different times. The point is this for me as far as stressing this. We need to be awaiting, believing in other words, we are absolutely convinced that the Lord is coming, and when he comes, I will stand before him, and I will give account. It will be the bema seat of Christ. My Lord is coming, and he expects. He says, I'm coming, and I have my reward with me. But also the fact that he is coming. So you read, looking for that blessed hope, and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people 
And again, this is a phrase that has really struck me, zealous of good works. I'm asking myself more and more, am I doing it right? My soul, just being up here in the pulpit, well, down here, but you know, just being here, did I, did I, did I prepare properly? Am I trusting God to work in this, not for my glory, but in encouraging others? Isn't that what the local church is all about? Praise God for how we can be an encouragement. And yes, it was great. The only thing I'm desiring is somebody create a brownie that is healthy and has no bad stuff in it when it comes to sugar and stuff like that. You guys have something in mind? Okay, we'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. Let me, hey, listen, let me fly through this as much as possible. I promise you, if I can't get it done in the next um, 10 minutes, I'll, I'll, I'll stop. I want to point this out. So there's pray believing, obey believing, and await believing. Let's talk about belief itself. We need to nail this down. And again, we might say, well, well, of course, preacher, you know, come on. But you'll see what I mean, I hope. Belief, trust, faith has an object. Now, maybe there's somebody that's going to hear this and this will help them. But I think we have had at times a problem. When I say we, I mean collectively, we as believers, mankind, for sure. The object of faith is God himself. Mark eleven twenty two. 22, remember, have faith in God. Jesus didn't say, have faith. Now the world, how many times have we heard this from the world or even from, I don't know, other pastors? Well, you just got to have faith. Where? Tell me where. I put my faith over here, it blew. I put it in this person over here, it went down. Tell me where to have faith. Have faith in God, which means we get into the word. Faith has an object. The Bible never says to have faith in faith. But sometimes when we're talking about, okay, Lord, I, I need greater faith. What's our focus? Our, our focus is on our faith. No, no. Our focus needs to be on our God. When we hear what the Lord said, if you have faith, you can say to this mountain, remove. Our, our, our focus winds up being on the mountain. No, our focus is on God. If God has called us to pray about moving a mountain, let's have our focus on God. God takes care of the mountain. We don't take care of the mountain. God does. Belief requires knowing the object. <coughs> now, I got this illustration for the sake of my wife. Why? Because she grew up in cold country. My wife truly, I believe, was a misplaced Californian. She grew up in Minnesota, and she couldn't handle living there right now to save her life. Right now. Okay. But here, here's, a, here's, a good, here's a good cold country illustration. Two men, they want to go out on a frozen lake 
and they want to fish. Anybody here, you ever did that? Good, I'm talking to wise people. <laughs> One man is told, go ahead and cross the lake. He's told by his friend, it's all right, the ice will hold you up. When he begins to step out on the ice, he takes one step, he takes another step, he starts to tremble, he starts to shake, and you know what, I can't handle it, I'm walking out there, I hear crack, I hear, you know, and finally, he can't stand it, he turns around. The other man, he just walks out. Boom. He goes out, he drills the hole, he sits down, he begins to fish. Question three. What supported the man sitting out on the ice? Not his faith. It was the ice. The object of his faith. Who had the strongest faith? Of course, it was the man on the ice. The one with the weak faith, Faith, he was still back on the shore. What made the difference between the faith of the two? One thing. One man knew the ice. The other man didn't know the ice. We need to know our God. There's people out there that are throwing kinds of, all kinds of stuff at us. There was a, um, there was an editor who just godless, and he was, you know, he's looking at, he's looking at Christians and laughing at us, and he defined faith as, quote, illogical belief and the occurrence of the impossible. No, we know that our God can do what he has said that he would do. The world fails to realize that faith is only as good as its object. That's why we can rejoice that I know whom I have believed. Faith is not a feeling. It is our response to what God has said in his word. If it then is our response, we've got to stop and consider what our response has been. Psalm 27.4, David wrote, One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after. His passion was God. Psalm 42, verse 2, My soul thirsteth for God. Psalm 84, verse 2, My soul longeth, yea, even fainteth for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out to the living God. So Christ said to the disciples, have faith in God. He's talking about a mountain, but he's saying, have faith in God. The object of the faith or the, the exercise of the faith comes later. It's faith in God. Now, a mountain represents something that's immovable. It's, it's not easy to move. But God says, you know something you need to know about your God? Not the mountain, but what your God can do. This is the reason why Christ, when he was dealing with the disciples, why he talked about prayer. He wasn't stirring things up about, do you realize what Rome is doing to you guys? 
he's talking about communing with his God. It's got to be stressed, and I'm almost done. It's got to be stressed that this desire is not born of the believer himself. This desire, when we have this and it speaks to us, it's coming from our God. It's not a creation of our own ideas. It's not something that's worked up. When the word of God is opened and we read what Christ said to the disciples, have faith in God, he is saying it to us as well. Oswald Sanders said this, faith enables the believing soul to treat the future as the present and the invisible as seen. That's interesting, especially in these days. You know, Einstein was asked one time, does God exist? He said this, certainly there's a God. Any man who doesn't believe in a cosmic force is a fool, but we can never know him. He was wrong. We can know him. Jeremiah 29, 13. Ye shall seek me and find me when ye shall search for me with all your heart. This is what I ask of all of you right here. You might have a great faith. Praise God for that because you've learned your God. You're growing. Listen, can we pray for the rest of the church? Because as we go into these days, there's other people that come here. They need some help. There are people that have gone through some, the death of a spouse. They've gone through difficulty in jobs. All of this. COVID really messed us up. And, 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 and I'm a little stunned when it comes to the condition of the visible body of Christ. But then again, I look at how the Lord has shown me things in my life. Lord, I believe, but Lord, help thou mine unbelief. Amen. 